This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 669, How to Master the Habits of Successful People, part one, by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. How's it going, old friend? Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to OLD, which stands for Optimal Living Daily, the now award-winning podcast where I narrate blogs for you every single day, including holidays. So I was super lucky to win the Best Health Podcast at the annual podcast awards. I'm so grateful. This was mostly because you voted. So if you participated in that back in July when I asked, thank you so much, it worked. And I'm amazed at how you were able to pull this off for me. I put up my award acceptance video on my personal Facebook page and then shared that to the Optimal Living Daily Facebook group. If you wanna check it out, the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. You can see it there. And now today's post is from Ramit Sethi. It's a little longer than usual, too long for me to narrate all in one episode so I'm breaking it up into two. I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. So let's get right to part one and start optimizing your life. How to Master the Habits of Successful People, part one by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. There's no shortage of advice on how to be successful and people love articles like this. You know, shun sad habits and never quit and get up early, kill me now. At IWT, we're not gonna give you an endless vague list on how to be successful. You don't need to do a million and one things to be successful, you only need a few. Today, I'm going to teach you the three critical success habits I've developed over the years that have allowed me to find success at school, in my business, and in every area of my life. Success is hard, but it's not complicated, and it starts with getting focused. Success habit number one, pick one goal. It's popular to have goals, just Google goals, and you'll find half a billion articles on the topic, how to pick them, how to set them, how to, etc. That's because it's fun to write them all down, talk about them, and then think about how great our life is going to be once we accomplish them, all of them. The problem is that most people set too many goals and end up accomplishing none. But what if you pick just one goal? A couple of years ago when I was working on my book, building my business and feeling a bit overwhelmed, one of my friends asked me, what's your number one goal? That question made me nervous. I didn't want to answer. I was afraid if I said my single most important goal, I'd be closing doors to all of my other goals, which were many. I said, I wanna be a bestseller, but I also wanna generate revenue and I wanna do this and publicity and blah, blah, blah. He cut me off and said, cut the BS, what's your number one goal? Again, I hedged, but he pushed me and forced me to get crisp. He said, the number one goal. I said, I want this book to be a New York Times bestseller. We hate giving ourselves constraints because it feels limiting. It feels like we're giving something up and that's exactly what it felt like in that moment. However, it's also freeing at the same time. Once I decided, declared out loud, that I wanted to become a New York Times bestselling author, it became crystal clear what I needed to do in order to achieve my goal. I focused all of my attention on those things. Once my book became a bestseller, then I could do a lot of the other things that I wanted to do. If you wanna become successful in any area of your life, you have to have that kind of focus. How much more quickly could you achieve a top performer level of success if you had that same relentless focus? Success habit number two, work twice as hard, get 10 times the results. There's a difference between doing something that's just okay and something amazing. 
A few years ago, I was testing the benefits of writing guest posts for a few other high-traffic sites. In one test, I churned a post out quickly, taking about one and a half hours to write it. It got me a few hundred visitors. In another test, I spent 18 hours writing an awesomely detailed post, including case studies, a video, and concrete examples. Result? 100,000 plus visitors. I spent 12 times the amount of time writing the good one, but I got 250 times the results. That is disproportionate impact. Imagine being able to systematically focus on doing just 10 high-impact actions per year. Now compare your results to your friend who does 100 different things. Who gets better results? Disproportionate impact is not easy. Most people have an ordinary impact in the world. They work in ordinary jobs. They save ordinary amounts of money. They take an ordinary number of trips per year. When they go to work, they affect an ordinary number of people. Most people are, by definition, ordinary. It sounds like a depressing view of humanity, but I don't look at it that way. Because most people are ordinary, as I wrote about in the Craigslist effect, you can be extraordinary by getting as much return as possible from the effort you put in. For example, by spending 10 times as long on something, if you're working on the right thing, you can get 100 times the results. Let me give you a couple of examples of disproportionate impact. Getting an extraordinary raise. What most people do? Wing it. They make a list of the reasons why they should get a raise, why they deserve it, and then they practice what they're going to say in their heads a few times. They think the fact that they've done great work will be enough. What successful people do? They study salary negotiation, the mistakes most people make when trying to negotiate, and how to crack the negotiation code. They make a list of all the reasons they've earned a raise, and they create a strategy for addressing the objections their boss might throw at them. Then they rehearse their pitch 100 times. They practice in front of a mirror with their friends and with strangers on the street, and they get results like Andrew who doubled his salary to nearly six figures. Getting in shape for a marathon. What most people do? Say they're going to start training by running three miles four days a week. They accomplish their goal for the first week or two, but soon life gets in the way. Then they run whenever they get a chance. What successful people do? Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Master the Habits of Successful People by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com. Thank you for listening all the way through and every day. And thank you again so much for helping me to win the Best Health Podcast Award this year on International Podcast Day. Again, if you wanna see my acceptance speech in front of a nice red curtain, you just have to find the video on Facebook. I have it up in our Facebook group and the shortcut link to that is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. And I'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post. I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. 
Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.